0: Welcome to NoClip, the podcast that's like a book club for people who don't think that books reward them enough for being good at them. I'm Chad Rutherman. And I'm Andy Kinnick. And today, we're going to be talking about Shovel Knight, which is a game that was developed and published by Yacht Club Games and was released in 2014 on Windows, 3DS, Wii U, OSX, Linux, PS3, and PS4, 2015 on Vita, Xbox One, and Amazon Fire TV, which is the surprising one, mm-hmm. and then on 2017 on Switch.
1: Yep. I I don't know how you play a game on Amazon Fire TV, but <laughs> apparently you can play Shovel Knight. Uh, but yeah. first, you give us a like or a rating. It would be greatly appreciated. We would love it. Yeah, if you're watching on your Amazon Fire TV, <laughs> give us a like or a rating.
0: And tell us how you did it, because <laughs> I don't know how that works. uh. So Shovel Knight is a pixel art. It's like a retro <laughs> indie 2D platformer, but for real this time. Yeah,
1: um,
0: <laughs> which if you're not a long term fan, is a joke that we like to make sometimes about how every indie game for like a block of like five years was just a retro 2D platformer, uh, and I think that Shovel Knight
1: might be just the game that made that the the truth. It's either that or... I feel like it was Super Meat Boy that made that the thing. Mm -hmm. And Shovel Knight kind of was like the thing that made people go like, okay, they did it the best, (laughs) so now we have to do something else. Yeah. This is uh, one of
0: those games that's very well-loved by uh, its community. It is a... uh, And loved by its developer, I think. Yacht Club games, as their name might imply, are uh, a... A company that is very good at resting on their laurels. Uh, it, they have made Shovel Knight expansions to Shovel Knight and Shovel Knight related <laughs> things pretty much since the release of this game.
1: Yeah, I I just looked it up, but they used to work for another studio um, together. I can't remember the name of it, but mm-hmm. they they made like the Shantae games right before.
0: Yeah, I, I don't remember the name of that studio either, and I have never played a Shantae game. Me neither. Yeah, but uh, uh, you can definitely see, at least from what I've heard of Shantae, you can see uh, a sort of like, philo- we'll say a philosophical through line <laughs> uh, between them. And that they are uh, these retro platformers that specifically like call back to the NES and SNES eras, um, mm-hmm. both in their design and as As far as the statics go, Um, the King Knight thing about this game that I want to just immediately start talking about Mm -hmm. and say right up front uh, is maybe the most impossible to criticize element of this game
1: is its soundtrack. Uh, the music is... Doing the inverse of what we normally do.
0: Yeah, it's it's because it is such an important thing, and I think something that we would just be in
1: resounding agreement yeah. on. A classic noclip-ism, uh, my third note on my paper is that the soundtrack slaps ass. Uh, it does. It slaps really hard ass. Uh, and I love it. It, it slaps soft ass really hard.
0: <laughs> it does some combination of those things. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, no, it just it does kick ass uh, and is really good and has deserved every bit of praise that it's gotten. Uh, they do the chip tune thing about as good as it's been done in a like in an indie setting in a way that I am a little surprised. Like,
1: yeah, like I, I, I this isn't unique to Shovel Knight. Um, but I don't think that many other games have done it. It's like it's very faithful to like the uh, Famicom's uh, actual music uh, capabilities, mm-hmm. so it does give it that like more authentic feel. Like there, because like something like um, Celeste, yeah. had a great soundtrack, but it feels more modern. Yeah, this is great and also feels like of the like nineteen ninety one.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. They, and most likely, and this is something I could have looked up but did not, most likely they composed it using that sort of hardware, at
1: least in emulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thereof. I think they had some kind of a program for it.
0: Yeah, I know that in the recently released uh, Bloodborne PS1 mm-hmm. game, uh, they also used, at the very least, an emulation of the hardware that would have been available at the time to make the music for uh, the the bloodborne remake and mm-hmm. it sounds incredible as well uh and that's not an easy feat to accomplish in either case like yeah
1: like it, it, it usually would feel like it's gonna fall to one side where it sounds authentic and is kind of lacking in quality a little mm-hmm. or the other way around where it, it sounds good but isn't as faithful to the limitations
0: yeah and that will carry into more discussion later i think but the the fact that the music is so good helps the fact that this game can get kind of repetitive um on the player's part because (laughs) Mm -hmm. you will be repeating sections over and over again um means that you as you go through it you're never like hearing the same loop of music and going oh no i'm bored of it (laughs) you're just like if i could jam it out uh yeah, and, <laughs> and it's a good time.
1: Yeah, and the game knows that its music's really great cuz they have that bard character in the town that will let you like request songs for him to play. Yep. Uh
0: and reward you for doing so. Yeah, which and is they made nice. him a collectible
1: even. Like yeah. they knew that that would actually motivate people to like platform. I'm sure it would. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh I'm trying not to boil down this entire supposedly over one and a half hour long podcast uh-huh. uh, into two sentences too much.-huh um but do you wanna go from the music into the visuals? Sure, and then we'll uh we'll go from there. uh this game, uh, in addition to having an authentic style uh to its music, also has this authentic pixel art aesthetic, uh, and yes, I do like it. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the visuals are good, and they look really good, especially like on like their big set piece sequences where uh, they show like weird distance parallax things going on. Mm-hmm. Nice backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Always looks really good uh, in that way. I found it a little messy in gameplay, personally. Mm. I don't know if that's uh, just me and my special eyes.
1: Uh, I, I, that definitely wasn't a problem for me. I can't say authoritatively that it was your special eyes. <laughs> um, I thought it looked pretty clean. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Like it, it does also kind of do the thing that the music does where it, I think it tries to stick to a like mostly faithful color palette, but they obviously break it, mm. um, a lot, uh, if you're <laughs> looking for it, but like, um, in such a way that you don't really notice um like there's stuff like the uh the dragon mini boss and like obviously like the standout example is tinker knight's giant robot yeah um where it does things that you could never even dream of doing um but it does it pulls like a nostalgic hat trick where like it actually looks a lot more detailed and like um like contrast and all that um than NES games, but, like, when you look at it, you feel like it looks like an NES game. Like, if you actually look at Mega Man, Mm -hmm. it looks way more simplistic and blocky than Shovel Knight does. Yeah. But, like, you don't think about it that way when you're playing.
0: Yeah, especially if you have, like, a decent amount of distance from those games. Uh, If the last time you played Mega Man was in, you know, 1992, Mm -hmm. then you're gonna be like, this is exactly like Mega Man, and no one can (laughs) tell me otherwise. Um... But yeah, it is. It it it's one of those things where when I was playing it, I felt like the the really sort of like fun, colorful aspects of the art, while still like recognizing the retro aesthetic being like nailed, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like they really hit it uh, in a way that makes it. It just looks fun.
1: Yeah, it's got yeah. that. Um... Another no clipism. It's got that like Saturday, Saturday morning, morning cartoon, cartoon feel. Yeah,
0: it sure. Yeah, it sure does.
1: Uh, and it, imagine it is... like Shovel Knight cereal being a thing. <laughs>
0: uh-huh, let me Google
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, no, I could definitely. I'm mean, I'm looking at a box of Super Mario cereal right mm-hmm. now, so uh, it's
1: definitely within the realm of possibility. Yeah, you got shield and and uh, shovel marshmallows in every bite. Every bite, <laughs> yeah, you shovel them down. Like all oh, the advertising it comes, writes itself,
0: it comes with like a color, one of the color changing, oh, spoon. like a big
1: spoon that looks like a shovel. Yep. Oh, come on, uh, yacht club games. Uh, get a hold of us, get,
0: or get all the Kellogg's, or, or steal something. our idea. Yeah. yeah, that's
1: you can have that one.
0: Uh, but it looks so much like a cartoon that I would almost
1: be surprised if it wasn't something that came across there yeah like, like they pitched to netflix yeah they're like mm, maybe five years ago <laughs> <laughs> Well
0: what's funny is the the cuphead show is coming out that's and true like, that's true cuphead obviously is designed to look like a cartoon so making a cartoon out of it sort of makes more sense <laughs> mm-hmm. but i can see a shovel knight cartoon
1: working it's got a cast of colorful characters mm-hmm. uh that's all <laughs> you need <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know, it's probably a possibility, um, because I feel like they've done crossover stuff, um, Dino Shovel Knight's in Ukulele, and he's also in Smash Brothers. so. Yeah, as a costume. Yeah. Just as, well, in, like ca- in case
0: anybody thought they missed DLC I, 3. I actually
1: didn't know he was a costume, I thought he was just, uh, an assist trophy.
0: Is he an assist trophy? Yeah. We don't use a show.
1: He used to he shovels stuff up out of the ground. Like items will pop out. Uh, yeah,
0: he is definitely also a costume. So, okay, yeah, yeah, I I believe it. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's how Shovel Knight <laughs> looks.
1: Uh, let's talk about the game Shovel Knight, I guess. Okay. Uh. So I read a like I think spot on quote um, in a review that say, that said. Shovel Knight is the Captain Planet of NES games. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Where it takes pieces from, like, basically the NES's greatest hits and kind of mixes them together into its own thing. Um, cause you got like a world map, like Mario brothers three, mm-hmm. you've got the t- towns and like the downward thrust attack from Zelda two. You got the pogo jump from duck You have the sub weapons from Castlevania, mm-hmm. um, probably other things. Um, but well, I think the level design for Mega Man. Yeah, Oh yeah. And the bosses and everything like from Mega Man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If only the, the bosses actually gave you like, uh their abilities in some way, but they don't really do that. No. uh, Then it would be perfect. Also, it has uh, corpse running from World of Warcraft. It does also have those
1: things. (laughs) My favorite NES game.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... And that is actually when you run through it like that, a great description of the game's mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, I I immediately latched on to the, I guess like minor history before I get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did play this game before. Uh, I did not finish it the first time I played it. I, in fact, have absolutely no idea how far <laughs> I got the first time I played it. Uh, but I played it when it released on the 3DS um, because it was a long time ago. Sort of. (laughs) And I didn't own any of the other consoles that it was on, except I could have gotten it on PC, but I wanted to play it on a bus. So, 3DS it was. Mm -hmm. Uh, And didn't remember much of anything about it, other than I remembered there being the ability to break your checkpoint balls in order to get treasure out of it, and then you could... That was like an extra
1: challenge thing.
0: I didn't do that ever. Me
1: neither. Uh, But it
0: is there and is a cool
1: touch, I think. I love it on paper, but yeah, it always felt like it was so long in between checkpoints (laughs) that it never felt even a little bit worth it to me.
0: Yeah, and it was never in a situation where it was like, I got through a zone and was like, I could do that again Mm -hmm. and then went back and broke the checkpoint ball i like that never was a thing i thought about
1: if i ever accidentally hit it i would like have a mini freak out like (laughs) oh god (laughs) please no
0: Yeah, the game has, uh, on the Switch, uh, where I played it this time, has Amiibo support, Mm. uh, and one of the uh, little Amiibo abilities, I think all of the Amiibo abilities are like little sprites that follow around, Mm. and the Shovel Knight one just goes and hangs out around any treasure that there is, so like, if there's treasure hidden behind an element of the foreground, you can like run and jump and get it. Mm -hmm. And he always just floats over the ball, (laughs) and I was like, don't you fucking tell me to do that. You saw how many times I died getting here. Get out of here, Shovel Knight. Yeah, come on, Shovel Knight. Get the fuck out. Uh, and that was... I meant to experiment with more of them. Like, more of the amiibo abilities. Mm-hmm. So I could have, like, maybe an interesting thing to talk about. Uh-huh. That you wouldn't have experienced. But uh, I played the game so quickly <laughs> that I scanned one amiibo and then beat the game. Mm. Like from the, like I scanned it in and then sat down and played the whole game. Uh, <laughs> and so I didn't try any of the other 3 amiibos that mm. there are. So
1: couldn't I, tell you what those do. It's fair enough. It is a pretty brisk experience.
0: Yeah, it's not particularly long and I really didn't have anything going on. <laughs>
1: I feel like you were on a train of thought, and I, like, switched the tracks. (laughs) But I don't remember what you were saying.
0: Uh, I think what it was was the one thing I remembered about the game Mm. before was that you could break the checkpoint balls. Right. And when I started it again this time, the first thing that I was like, oh, this game is DuckTales. Like, I remember (laughs) playing DuckTales a shitload on the Game Boy, and the just, like, the pogo attack was, like, the only way to attack anything. Mm. And I very quickly fell into a rhythm of using the pogo attack... Exclusively. Yeah, like, for 90% of the times that I was damaging enemies, it was with the pogo attack. Uh, I don't know why. I guess it sort of pays off, because it is the most, like, useful item in your utility belt, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it did make combat kind of... One note for me,
1: <laughs> it is really satisfying to do. Um, yeah, I found myself switching back and forth between the regular swipe and the downward pogo. Mm-hmm. Um, but in fe- wish that I would have ever used the sub weapons. Like I-, I started to use them more as like towards the like last third. But I was like, why have I been ign- completely ignoring these? I guess it's just it's like that Kingdom Hearts syndrome, mm-hmm. where you're just like mashing the attack button is good enough, good. so you don't ever, like, summon anything or that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. I found that I would... Well, I found that I hated the regular attack. because yeah, well, it's, it's supposed a short... to be,
1: yeah, like that. Yeah.
0: So, I use the Pogo a lot, but I did use the sub-weapons. I thought a lot of them were very cool. Yeah, I liked them. Yeah, I don't like the way that you cycle through them. I don't know what a better way of doing it would be. Uh, I couldn't even suggest one Mm -hmm. maybe a weapon wheel but that would not be very snes yeah um but i ended up mostly using the fire wand, which is like the very first one you get Mm -hmm. and uh the anchor yeah
1: i was a fan of the green ball oh the one that bounces yeah that was not
0: bad yeah the
1: anchor also cool yeah um i just i mostly just use those ones I kind of forgot about the Fire Rod.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The Fire Rod is is the most boring one, which is why I felt kind of bad that I kept defaulting to it. Mm. But it literally does just shoot a projectile forward. Mm. The end. (laughs) And that's all you need, really. Like, having a projectile of any kind is good enough that it is worth using for pretty much the whole game. Like, I only use the anchor for flying enemies.
1: Yeah, or, like, if, like, there's uh, someone on like a ledge above you yeah whack them with it yeah just throw the anchor it trivializes the copter knight fight as well oh i didn't even think about that somehow it's like fucking made for it yep
0: that that fight is so hard if you don't use the anchor because you have to go through a bunch of phases yeah but he does this thing where he like hovers up and summons like the background ship yeah and he just sits there and so you just fucking (laughs) toss anchors at him and kill his (laughs) anchors away exactly Uh so that is uh man, and that's actually anchors away spelled the way that everyone spells it wrong, like Mm A W A Y. Uh that's good. Um but yeah, that's that is the basics of combat, really. You have a very short ranged uh forward attack, Mm -hmm. a the ever utilized (laughs) pogo attack. Yeah. Uh which allows you to do all kinds of other shit.
1: Yeah. I thought of it more as a platforming thing, even mm-hmm. though I did also hit a lot of things with it. Um, but yeah, I like how it, it, it does just, it doesn't feel like one thing over the other. Mm-hmm. It's like a nice blend of the platforming and the combat. Yeah. I like I
0: like how they disincentivize you using the pogo all the time on occasion because you lock into
1: it yeah and you have to cancel yes yeah,
0: so you have to cancel it or like there there's blocks that when you hit them they do with a pogo you just go straight through them mm-hmm. uh that's pretty good to to do that <laughs> uh unfortunately there is an upgrade that i got that makes you charge a strong attack whenever you bounce twice mm-hmm. i think it might be an armor set or yeah, something that you sounds are. right and there are those knights who shield above them, mm-hmm. but if you have that move, you still <laughs> pogo on them to charge the strong attack, and then hit them with the strong <laughs> attack, because it goes through shields. Yeah. So I never really learned
1: how to fight
0: those, <laughs> I just mostly did that.
1: You just have to wait for them to attack, it's like a classic, like, they're always blocking, so you have to wait, like, they take, like, a wind-up, and that's when you just... now then you get You them. hit them real quick. You have to hit them mostly, like, with just regular attacks and not pogos. <laughs> It, incorrect <laughs> you do but i didn't right yeah you want to fight them the proper way yeah <laughs> um
0: what did you think
1: did you play the game cuphead i mentioned it earlier no I, I i wanted to play it but i feel like you disliked it so much that it deterred me from playing it
0: that's fair. I probably yelled at it. I don't know if I would say I <laughs> it. Yeah. I, did, I will
1: never go back and play it again. That's yeah. for sure. Now, I, I don't want to put it too much on you or anything, but like, I, it was like one of those things where it was coming out and it looks cool, obviously. And it was like, maybe we'll do that for the podcast. And then we decided, nah, <laughs> we probably aren't going to do that. So I just haven't made an effort to try it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played it when it first came out, at least for a little while. Um, it's not important necessarily, mm. uh, to, to have played it, but just to know that that game is a Boss Rush game, mm. uh, and then occasionally, and I guess this happened, this is like a weird anecdote about Cuphead, I'm just gonna shove into this for some reason. Yeah. Uh, during the Kickstarter for it, uh, because that's how it got funded, um, they had like a release or like a semi ready, like beta version that they put out for backers and people complained because for some reason they played the game and said, I think this game should have platforming levels. And so they added in what they called run and gun levels, which play like a mega man level Mm -hmm. uh, that are just interstitial levels scattered throughout the game. Uh, and then another boss fight in between. So those are like the main event. Mm -hmm. And then there are these platforming levels that just feel like added on, because they are, because they just stuck them in there. I don't feel that way about the platforming in this game, Mm -hmm. necessarily, but I do feel like this game could have been a boss rush, and I would have probably liked it better. Mm. Uh, I thought the bosses, with one exception, were outstanding uh, it's weird for me to like bosses more than the other parts of a game mm-hmm. and this is a game where that just is the case mm.
1: uh, I can't say that I relate to that. Um, sure. I felt pretty normal about it where I liked the the uh, the levels and the bosses probably about an equal measure but the boss fights were really uh, quality. Um, and before we get too far away from it, I do want to mention, I totally remember that about Cuphead Mm -hmm. and it does sound kind of weird when you, when you say it like that, but I'd be lying if I said I didn't totally get it, uh, (laughs) where, uh, it, when you see the game, it does kind of seem like it's a platformer for some reason. And then it was like a boss rush game and people were like, Oh wait, that's not what we thought this was. Um, but yeah, from what I understand, like the platforming levels are like just kind of stapled in there yeah at least in my i've only played it at
0: release i don't know if it got updates
1: or not Mm -hmm. uh
0: but i remember hating all of the platforming levels in that game and being like why did they add these (laughs) this is an unnecessary speed bump that i don't enjoy
1: (laughs) um but to get back to shovel knight um yeah i I thought like the the regular levels were like pretty good like I, i feel like it does a good job of that like um teaching without tutorials kind of thing, or kind of, like, the mechanics for really intuitive based on the level design. And, like, I feel like it did just enough with, like, introducing a mechanic and then, like, iterating on it throughout a level and stuff like that. So I I, I quite liked, uh, like, most of the levels, but I do kind of feel like, at least in my head, um, like, what you're getting at for me is, like, there's no, like, standout levels. I was like, that was an amazing level. Yeah, they are a little bit like kind of even across the board, which I can I can see that as like a complaint against this a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, more the way that I think about it is, I, I mean, I do agree with that. I think that most of the levels are the challenges within the levels are really well designed around. Um, there's like a a level of you get into the level and it'll start to introduce stuff to you and then it will ramp it up in difficulty, but in like kind of a safe setting so that you can do one thing and then they introduce another thing, do it again. And then they'll put everything together. Mm. So like in the very first level, it like will throw, it throws a single block platforming jump Mm. at you way before you ever have to make that jump under any kind of pressure. And then, like later on, there will be a one-block jump, but there's a bird, right? And you're like, "Oh, okay, all right." Like I get a rat it now. with a propeller thing. <laughs> yeah, you're like, "I understand video games now." Yeah, thank you, Shovel Knight. <laughs> uh, except, really, if this is like the first time that you're playing a game like this, uh, it just seems to make sense, yeah. and uh, they do a good job with that. It's like a very classic level design sort of like uh, rule, I guess. Yeah, and that sort of like weirdly aesthetically fits in with the game as well Mm -hmm. um if i had i i don't think that i i do agree that there aren't any standout levels in terms of high quality Mm -hmm. i don't think any of them i went like wow that really fucking blows the doors off my understanding of this game Mm -hmm. i thought there were two levels that were standout examples of (laughs) fucking awful bad (laughs) levels uh uh and it is the the copter knights level mm-hmm. and whichever fucking level has that stupid statue that you hit and it pukes a rainbow and oh, you run across the oh rainbow the rainbow puking okay God, I hated that thing with everything in me. I think, (laughs) to get to my thesis, Uh so I stopped just going on and on. This is the most frustrating game I've played in probably 15 years. Really? Like, since the SNES, actually, (laughs) I've never been, like less amused by having to redo things Mm. i've played 90 hours of (laughs) elden ring i've died to things in that game 20 to 30 times i never got that (laughs) fucked in shovel knight but i was more angry at it because i felt like everything that killed me was just out of nowhere Mm. and like i just died instantaneously for no reason Mm.
1: I didn't feel that way, but I am more old games literate, as we like to say. Yeah, um, I feel like it kind of nailed the difficulty level, like, like pretty perfectly for me. Where like it felt challenging in a way that like it feels like older games were, but then it would somehow like level out and become like much more doable than I thought. Like I don't know, there was like a weird like trajectory to it where it was like it felt retro hard, but then actually wasn't. Mm-hmm. Like they somehow bottled that. And, like, designed around it. Like, it feels intentional, almost. And maybe I'm just reading into it. Um, And that was just my personal experience. But, like, I don't know. Like, I I actually quite liked the difficulty. Um,
0: I I don't think that you're reading into it. I think that you are correct that they designed it specifically to evoke the feeling of those old games. And I don't know the best way to put this. Because I don't think that what I'm talking about is necessarily difficulty Mm -hmm. as much as it is. Yeah. Like, it's a game that easily frustrated me without... Like, I think the most I ever tried, like, a single jump or, like, a single thing in a level... Mm -hmm. Let's just say, like, a section was probably, like, seven to eight times on, Mm -hmm. like, a particularly bad one. But it was always... I would always die in a way that made me angry at the game, <laughs> which is a difficult thing to quantify. Uh-huh. Like, what is it about it that made me hate it so much? Uh-huh. And I can't explain that mm. properly. I know that I hated that platform because it was just too small and it made <laughs> it really awkward to use. Yeah.
1: I guess one, more... I I do agree with your call out of um, Copter Knight, or I think that was what his name was. Um or propeller night. Propeller that is propeller it, night. Yeah, yeah. Um, propeller nights uh, level because like there was that one part where you had to like climb up the ladder and then like fall onto the jellyfish mm-hmm. and like and then the the screen above that was like kind of annoying too. You had to jump on a little platform and then like the guy would shoot green balls at you. Yep. Um, so that part frustrated me. Um. But it's kind of hard to put your finger on it because it, it it feels like the fact that you can fall down the screens is kind of frustrating. But it's inconsistent with that. Yeah, like
0: there's um, whose the, the level is mostly underwater? The, uh, um, Treasure Night. Treasure Night. In Treasure Knight's level, there are sections where you go up from the depths into like areas that have air. Mm-hmm. But if you try and go back down, you just die. Huh. Like it doesn't scroll the screen back. Um, because I tried to go back to get something that mm. I missed, and it just killed me. Interesting. Uh, and yeah, so I think inconsistency is probably one of the things that frustrates me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there are just like a lot of gotcha moments where something comes out of nowhere and is like, ah, <laughs> G- gotcha. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, fuck every part of the game that has uh, that is in complete darkness.
1: And you have to jump on, oh, the like, disappearing platform. Yeah, thing. disappearing
0: platforms
1: or like the rain, and that's and that I, I
0: know is a me thing.
1: I liked the rain thing. The rain thing was cooler because because I, I I died to it once and had no idea what was happening, and then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you can see the rain bounce off the platforms. Cool. That was pretty cool.
0: It's really cool when you can <laughs> differentiate the rain oh, yeah, from that, the background. I bet that would
1: have been hard for you to see. <laughs>
0: so that is that one i'm totally like writing (laughs) off as a that's a me thing Uh uh-huh uh but yeah i don't know i think that that's sort of like the to me that is the the long and short of it like Mm -hmm. i didn't think the game was too hard i just thought that the parts that were hard were hard in ways that i didn't find fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) and this isn't a game that's trying to like create an atmosphere of despair, you right. know? It's supposed to be like a fun shoot 'em shoot 'em dig 'em up. Dig 'em up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and parts of it really were. And then other parts I just was like I don't want to do this ever again. Mm. And I won't. <laughs> so, I I don't know how to how to say that in a way that feels like a real criticism mm. or like even constructive,
1: you know? Yeah. Uh, so I guess it, something I think is an interesting topic of conversation um, that we have like touched or um, touched on. It's kind of impossible to talk about the game and not talk about it um, is that this is like a game that relies on nostalgia to like sell itself. Like it's like, oh, it's like an NES game. Mm-hmm. Um, is basically like what it says on the tin. Um, but I think it does it probably better than any other product that I've aware of that relies on nostalgia to sell to people because like i feel like as we said uh earlier it is kind of like the or i said uh i was quoting uh, a review uh uh, it's kind of like the captain planet of nes games and i think that's what makes it work so well at least in my opinion is it like it isn't just trying to capitalize on your attachment to one thing it's capitalizing on your attachment to like A bunch of things, and it kind of like mixes them all together and ends up feeling like enough of its own thing as a result Mm -hmm. that it's like it's easier to appreciate it on its own merits. Like, you could give this to a kid, I think, and they would have a good time with it, even if they've never played a single game that influenced it.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because, like, I think when I think of games that use nostalgia as like a draw, Mm -hmm. uh, it tends to me. To always be phrased in the way, like, it's like an old game, like Shovel Knight was. Like, <laughs> Shovel Knight seems like the... It isn't the progenitor of this sort of thing, obviously.
1: Mm-hmm. But it
0: is, like, the standard bearer at this point. Um, and, yeah, I, I think I agree. It feels like they did things... Like, look at um, Guacamele, right? Not really a, a nostalgia-bait sort of game, but where it does have these like elements yeah. of older references games. the game. Yeah, it makes them references. Shovel Knight doesn't re- there's chicken in the walls. Yeah. That's about where I would put <laughs> it. I'm sure there's a few others in dialogue. Yeah. But it isn't all on front street with Shovel Knight. It doesn't feel like it's constantly referencing the games that it's it's yeah. taking Yeah, it's doing its from. own thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think that kind of
0: is why I feel like it works in ways that other games don't.
1: Yeah, it just, I don't know, it just, it feels like when you see it done this way, like, so simple. It's like, it's weird that, like, other, like, games or even, like, TV shows or movies or whatever, like, don't approach it in a similar way.
0: Yeah. Uh, Sticking with games, because I'm much less aware of how people make TV and movies. Uh Uh-huh. I feel like the way that, the reason that this doesn't work as well often is because old games that we like Mm -hmm. we like because we played them then yeah and now can are kind of butt ass like if somebody released, they're worse than you remember
1: for sure yeah
0: if somebody released super mario brothers today and super mario brothers didn't exist everyone would go why would i play this (laughs) like
1: There's actually a really good quote from the Mario Maker team when they were putting it together where they talked about how they went back and they played Mario Brothers and Mario Brothers 3 and et cetera. Mm -hmm. And they were were like a lot like rougher and harder than they remembered, like more off-putting or like they hadn't aged as well as they would have expected. Yeah. So they had to like tweak a lot of the mechanics for Mario Maker 2 or maybe it was the first one. I don't remember. But um, I just thought that was really interesting. Yeah. And it feels like they took a similar approach when making Shovel Knight, where it's like Shovel Knight plays the way you remember Mario playing or you remember Mega Man playing. Uh, It's like, but it's actually been modernized. And like, I don't. It just, I think it's a really interesting, um, just like quirk of like doing a a retro game that you have to kind of like make it feel as good to play as you remember those old games playing. So it's like kind of a weird headspace you had to put yourself in
0: (laughs) yeah and i think that's probably hard for some people to do yeah especially if you're so heavily especially when you're basing it on one thing you know Mm -hmm. you see a ton of games i'll exclude like dusk because that game's actually good a lot of games that are like oh it's an arena shooter like doom from 1993 Mm -hmm. and it plays like doom from 1993 and you're like oh right <laughs> i've been used to things like mouse look for a long time and it makes this difficult to play because it isn't done with a uh, a careful enough hand yeah um And I think the fact that this is like a lot of things means already that they put thought into, like, what makes this work. Yeah. Wouldn't Mega Man be cool if you could throw the cross from fucking Castlevania? Yeah, or you could do the DuckTales hop. Yeah, yes, it would. (laughs) It (laughs) absolutely would be cool, and I'm glad that you thought of that. (laughs) So I've been in a clouded rage brain state thinking about that stupid platform. So... (laughs) why don't we start talking instead about things like the bosses Mm -hmm. and their designs uh and then sort of the way that the the colorful characters all interact within the game Mm -hmm. but we should do it after After the the break. break all right Welcome back. Uh, so, <laughs> what I wanted to talk about, the thing that I most want to talk about, and we can kind of like skirt into other things if you want, uh-huh. is the boss design. Um, because to me, I think that is, it is like the master stroke of this game uh, mm-hmm. as far as the gameplay goes. Um, they were all very interesting. Uh, and there's only one of them that I didn't like fighting, mm-hmm. uh, and that is Plague Knight. But he also was interesting. Like, definitely is yeah. interesting. Just feels a little bit too fucking all over the place for you to get a handle on, like, mm. learning patterns and stuff. Which is kind of how you have to yeah. fight bosses like
1: this. Uh, I think the one I liked the least was Treasure Knight, mm. personally. And that was really hard to jump over his big sand piles that he would make.
0: Yeah, the sand piles are a bit much. Uh, <laughs> I did tank a lot. I think I. I killed Treasure Knight on my first attempt, almost entirely because I just like didn't bother trying to mm. dodge certain attacks and was just like, "I'm just gonna take this hit mm-hmm. and then hope that everything works out." And it just happened too. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't speak too. Str- I mean, I guess I did get two uh, t- goes at him because I also did the boss rush
1: thing. Yeah. Um, I. I- what is, like, the order of, like, the first couple? Is it, like, King Knight and Plague Knight or the first two? It's King, Plague, and Spectre. Okay. I think you can go to it at uh, any point. Yeah, I, I played the beginning of this, like, a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. And when I booted it up, I just continued from where I was. <laughs> so, I didn't remember... I remember the levels, um, well enough. I just couldn't remember, like, what order things happened in.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's, um... Mostly, I would say, on a, those are, I mean, those are three of, of probably my favorite, like, platforming sections in the game, mm-hmm. uh, are the ones in those levels, just because the ones that <laughs> didn't kill me as much. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, I think King Knight is probably on the weaker side as far as bosses go. Yeah,
1: like fighting him again at the at the end game, uh, Last Supper, Boss Rush. Hmm. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> It he's he it felt the most just kind of like nothing of a boss fight. You just kind of pogo on his head. Yep. Like the confetti is kind of hard to avoid, but you don't really have to worry about it because you kill him so fast.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like it's hard to avoid, but also it doesn't really matter if you get hit by it mm-hmm. uh, because yeah, you you just kill him really quick uh, and he dies. Um, and like Spectre Knight. I think is a really good fight. Yeah, I like Specter Knight a lot. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one because it uses the arena
1: more than, I think, any other fight. It ha- yeah. actually has platforms in it. Yeah, he throws uh, his scythe around and you have to use them to get out of the way. And mm-hmm. it's one of the few boss fights that made me feel like I was optimizing as I was yeah, playing, Yeah, you know? it's like one of the... I think a lot of the bosses kind of are those, like, high-pressure boss fights that, like, where you have to kind of, like, make quick decisions, like, jump over him, like, don't, you know, like, Mm -hmm. stop and think too hard or you're gonna get hit sort of thing. Like, the kind that make you, give you sweaty palms. Yeah. um, So to speak. um, And sometimes literally. But um, Spectre Knight feels like one where you actually have to, like, memorize like a more like traditional kind of boss fight experience you had to like memorize like oh he's throwing it this way so that means it's gonna go at this angle so i had to like jump off this way and then he's gonna come over and then i can pogo on him you know like it's the most one that i can like recall exactly how it goes in my head
0: Mm -hmm, because you had to actually like learn it yeah Yeah. It, it does it feels really good to learn and also like you know, like, oh, if I know where he's going to be before the site shows up... Yeah, you can whack him. Yeah, get behind him, get a couple extra points of damage in. Um, It's also a fun one to use the items on. Yeah. Uh, It was cool coming back to it at the end and having more uh, available tools, Uh, because the first time I fought him, the only thing I had was the fireball. Um, And you can still use the fireball to, like just get in a little bit of tertiary damage here and there mm-hmm. uh and so yeah it, it's a fun fight it's probably one of my favorites in the game uh and uh, i'm glad that it's it's also one of the really early ones like king knight makes
1: sense to be super yeah it's like the introductory yeah
0: that level seems to be signposted to be like oops
1: a nice cool breeze. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice auto mode on the air conditioner. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Polar Knight in here with his AC. (laughs) Yeah, so King Knight feels like it's
0: signposted to be sort of the first level you do. Uh, It's the one closest to the town, Mm -hmm. and it has... I think people talk about King Knight in town. I think people probably also talk about the other ones, but I only remember the King Knight stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's definitely set up to be the first level. Mm. Um, It's, air quotes, the first level. Um, (laughs) Because this game does have some, like, I called it, um in my notes i don't know if this is a real word or not but like (laughs) it's soft (laughs) non-linearity right or soft (laughs) linearity whichever one makes more sense to you Mm -hmm. but um it's like yeah it opens like a couple levels at a time which is just like an approach that i like i mean i think plenty of games have done it but i feel like there are other games that like don't do it that could benefit from it so i always like it was like oh yeah open three levels at a time and let you pick
0: yeah yeah, I like that, uh, approach as well. And it makes you sort of, like, it, it lets you go into the levels and get, like, a taste for them. And you can choose to sort of, yeah, like, come can back later. you leave if you don't like it. Yeah. Uh, I never did that. I mm-hmm. probably should have in some cases. Uh, there were some levels that I really had a difficult time, like, with and could have just left, did a d- different one, then come back after I got more health or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um... But it never, like we were talking about earlier, it never became such an issue that I felt like, oh, this is insurmountable. Like, I was always able to finish any level that I started, uh, and it usually didn't take too long to do. Um, But that does lead into the second set of bosses, which I think are... uh, well, we didn't really talk about Plague Knight. Yeah, I said I, just, I
1: didn't like him. Yeah, I don't really remember him super well. Like in my head, it's a little bit like a Plague Knight, or um, a little bit more like a King Knight kind of thing, uh, where yeah. it felt like he just kind of like moved around, and I just kind of hit him <laughs> until he died, and it wasn't that hard. Yeah, but he did throw explosives around. So
0: yeah, he's definitely a lot easier in the boss rush mm. because you have a million health. Yeah, and at, when you Fair, him the yeah. first yeah, I don't. Time, you're four. <laughs> yeah, I don't
1: remember what the first time experience was like.
0: Yeah, it's just it's so random. It might not be random, as far as I could tell, it is random. It suits his character. Yeah. to be random. Yeah, so yeah, he just like throws potion bottles in the air, uh, like a lot. Yeah, and they hit the ground, they explode, and then sometimes he makes uh, blocks of like big pots. And if he hits those, they do a big explosion. And the way that I ended up beating him was essentially just ignoring everything he was
1: doing (laughs) yeah, and just
0: trying to gun him down as fast as I could. That's
1: kind of what I was talking about, about like those kind of like stress bosses. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes like you'll die to one like several times. And then like the one time where you're just kind of like not focusing on your health and just wailing on the boss is the time that you win.
0: Yeah. I think it is true in pretty much all games. Looking at your health is a mistake.
1: Yeah, it's just like sometimes, like over, you can overthink this kind of a boss, mm-hmm. and like I don't know, it's like a weird headspace, like mm-hmm. that. It's kind of hard to get into sometimes.
0: Yeah, but yeah, then then you open up the second set, um, and it's once again another one of those things that you can choose between several. And I believe that the ones you have there are Mole Knight treasure knight
1: and polar polar night i
0: think he's the one with the big shovel
1: yeah yeah no i remember who he is i just don't remember because it's those three then propeller night then the end that's or is there an extra one that sounds right it. no, enough tinker, it's, it's yeah. tinker and propeller and then the end yes that makes sense so yeah or it's, it's, swap one no yeah it's those, definitely I don't it's mole um, Polar, and then what was the author? <laughs> Treasure. Treasure, yeah. It's it's impossible to remember them all at once. Yeah. I mean, li- literally ask anyone to
0: name even, like, three bosses in Mega Man and they won't... They'll yeah, you'd be, like, be like, oh, which one? Uh, Cuts Man? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's probably one. Well, I guess Mega Man is cheating, though, because I guess you could just pick any word yeah. and put man after yeah, it, and uh, it's probably one.
1: I actually... The, the Mega Man that I had as a kid, I think, was Mega Man 5. Okay. Um, and... <laughs> One of the bosses in that was Gyro Man. So I, it felt like um, Propeller Knight was like a reference to that. To so Gyro Man. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So I thought that I enjoyed that.
0: <laughs> I did, I literally <laughs> don't think that you could make a boss in a video game, not regardless of genre, mm-hmm. any of them, and be like... There's probably a Mega Man boss that's just like you, like Metal Gear Ray. Yeah, you don't know fucking Ray Knight or Rayman. You don't know Rayman, <laughs> Ubisoft's classic platformer Ro- series. Robo
1: Man. I got pretty like far a Metal off. Gear, on that one. yeah. Gear Man, uh, <laughs> Gear Man. There you go. <laughs> there
0: probably is a Gear Man. There's like fucking six. Probably.
1: Uh... Anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, it's hard to remember. Yeah, so uh, it's the two sets of three, and then the last set of two, and yeah, then the end.
0: Yeah. So I wanted to, to mention this just in between, uh, because I think this is where it gets introduced. I might be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure that it is the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, they introduce these like roaming things on the map, very much like the Hammer Bros in Mario Brothers 3, mm-hmm. uh, where if you go into their square, and sometimes it forces you to, other times you have to make
1: the choice, uh, you, and they move around in between stages. Yeah,
0: like any time that you load into something, uh, then you introduce a fight with them. If I'm being honest, I never actually went through a stage when one showed up. I always jumped right
1: to them. Mm. Uh,
0: I don't know why that is. I just had to. It was just in my blood that I had to kill mm. those things. Yeah,
1: for me, I think I did the first one and then never bothered with them ever again.
0: <laughs> uh, so you never fought the big dude who swings around?
1: I don't think so. He's really cool. Oh yeah. I th- I know what you're talking about. I feel like I've seen like a clip of him. Makes sense, yeah. yeah.
0: He's a very interesting I mean his character isn't that interesting, <laughs> pretty one note. He's uh-huh. like, if I kill you I get to be a knight and yeah, that's that is actually interesting. Yeah. So he he comes in and tries to fight you. Uh his movesets really cool though. He um he like runs around, he's like a big buff like stout man. Mm-hmm. Uh and that, that's his Mega Man boss name stop man yeah and uh he really likes dark beer uh and he will like whip a chain up mm. into the into the i don't know the top of the arena mm-hmm. has these little points and then he'll swing back and forth and then jump down on you it's a really cool fight because it uses like the pogo but then also punishes you severely <laughs> if you pogo at the wrong time yeah um and it took me a couple of tries and ended up being like one of my favorite bosses in the game. <laughs> mm. Of course, not one of the ones that comes back
1: for the, uh, the boss rush. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. I don't know why my instinct was to avoid them.
0: Well, I... You you definitely avoid the fucking hammer bros. Yeah. That's 3, true. So. Yeah.
1: I I think it was like, I, I did it once and then any other time, like th- when I'd come out of a level, they would like move away from me. So I was like, I don't know. I just, it was made of them easy to tune out.
0: Yeah. That's fair. Uh, I'm trying to think if there were, because I know that there's that guy, and then there's a, I think a Black Knight
1: fight that you do that way. Yeah, I think yeah, I, think I did. You did. Yeah, I think I had to do that one. Yeah, yeah, and I think that there's might be like multiple a couple times deader. that you have to fight him that yeah. way. I think I ended up fighting him
0: three times. I think he's the boss. He's he's that one. He's the boss in the
1: last. No, like, the, the ascent or like the first level of the two last levels yeah <laughs> he's the boss yeah yeah and then i
0: think there's an introductory fight with him and then i think he has one wandering encounter. yeah uh yeah i don't know i just think i thought those were very cool and i was very attracted to them and mm-hmm. did them whenever they showed up <laughs> yeah
1: i did like the black knight fights yeah yeah, the classic go-up-against-the-dark-version-of-yourself kind of boss fight. Yeah, which works really well
0: in this game for some reason.
1: Yeah. like it, I think it's like the theming of the knights is fun. Like that like classic uh, like Mega Man thing, but this is more modern. It gives them more characterization. Yeah. So it's like a fun dynamic. Because, you know, he's not like... He's like an anti-hero, almost. Like, you know, he's not, like, evil. Like, he's got his own motivations and stuff, so... I don't know. There's just enough going on, I think, to make it interesting.
0: Yeah, and it's cool because it it works with that, and then in addition to the mechanical like mirroring, uh, it's he's the other knight that uses
1: a shovel. Yeah, he's like the same size as you. Like all the other bosses are a little bit bigger. Yeah, except for Tinkerer Knight.
0: Yeah, he's like a little baby man. Yeah, how do you feel about the Tinkerer Knight fight?
1: Uh, it was really easy for me. Yeah. Um, but like. I actually, like, in the boss rush at the end, like, his, like, running around baby form was actually harder than the robot part for me because he just, he just, like, randomly flails around. Yeah. Um, But I think that's funny. Like, it's, it's probably worth it right there. Like, the fact that he's, like, pathetic and then the reveal of the big robot is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, it was a little bit on the easy side, but I think, I don't know, Spectacle did it for me, I guess.
0: Yeah. It's funny that uh, we talked about Momodoro, like, what last month? A month before, not too long or ago. Yeah, yeah, it was in January, I think. Uh, and it also has a boss like this, where there's like a little guy. Oh well, yeah, and the, you beat it up, and then the floor breaks. Shows up. Yeah,
1: and then the 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 robot oh, yeah. comes. It in. is like the exact same thing. It's really yeah. with titties. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're bringing it back. <laughs> Fuck those titties. Uh, don't clip that. D- different um. bad phrasing there. Uh, but in this particular case, yeah, it's a big robot instead. Uh, weirdly, I just, this is my nostalgia point, I mm-hmm. think, is I love a boss that is invulnerable except his head, mm. and you have to climb up on him and hit his head. Uh, that's why, I guess it's why I like Shadow of the Clauses. It's probably not why. <laughs> uh, but it, it reminds me of of a lot of older games that I played. The fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games did this. Mm-hmm. Uh it's just a cool thing because it makes the boss more of a spectacle than it is otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also really liked him even though, yeah, he's, he's yeah. pretty easy. It's a difference in kind. He was a lot more stressful during the boss fight though. I do. Or yeah. the boss rush. I, I agree. Uh, though for me, it was the robot form. I think mm-hmm. I was like out of magic or something and was like, Oh, I hope they give me a magic potion <laughs> or something at the end of this. And then that future stress uh-huh. made me not know if I was going to dodge his missiles or not. Uh, but yeah, he's pretty cool. Uh, Polar Knight, I thought, was <laughs> maybe a little too easy
1: mm. uh, for how late in the game he is. Yeah, it always was stressful, though, because of the death spikes.
0: Yeah, I've said it before many times. Mm-hmm. I'm done with instant death spikes <laughs> mm-hmm. don't ever put them in a game again way less of an issue i think in the boss fights yeah uh, than it is in the main first of all you can just walk on them as long as you're in hit stun yeah or hit uh
1: invulnerability
0: yeah there's a da- if you're da- damage boosting that's the word uh, that i was forgetting of course there's like a mario term for it uh yeah so you can you can like totally get hit and then land on the spikes and walk around mm-hmm. um But, in the main level, I didn't like the spikes. But, I don't know. I thought the boss ended up... I think they were compensating for the fact that it can kill you in one hit. Yeah. By
1: making the rest of the fight. A little bit too easy. Yeah.
0: Uh, Still very cool to some
1: extent, but, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think Mole Knight is another favorite for me. Mm -hmm. It's really satisfying to pogo off of him as he jumps out of the wall. That is true. Uh, It's got a cool, like, timing element. Yeah, and you can also, like, dig him up. When he's, like, in the ground.
0: Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> I never knew how... I always just waited. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. Can, you
1: can dig him up, and it negates that attack. I'm such a fool.
0: A fool you don't I. don't even go
1: to school. Unbelievable.
0: I can't believe that I don't go to school.
1: Yeah, I, I like that his, his theming also involved digging, and there yeah. were, like, a few lines of dialogue that acknowledged that. I uh, thought that was fun. Yeah. Um
0: right, as I said before, very difficult unless hmm. you hit him with anchors. See,
1: I didn't, and I didn't think he was too bad. <sighs> like He he was one of the harder ones, but I thought, I don't know, I didn't think he was that bad. I don't know. I found it difficult to dodge both him and the projectiles coming from Oscar. Yeah. And, yeah. No, yeah, it was one of the harder ones, but I didn't think it was too bad. Yeah. There's one that we have not talked about, I swear. But maybe I'm wrong treasure knight yeah yep i knew (laughs) it
0: yep we skipped him by a mile yeah
1: and i think he's probably my least favorite personally he's pretty boring yeah like to to be totally fair i like the idea of his anchor hook shot but i don't know i don't really think they do that much interesting with it yeah i like that he moves vertically that's um. about it. Like, he has a cool... Like, the fact that he does... He can, like, negate your pogoing a bit.
0: Yeah, and he can move around in the arena. It, it It's another one that uses the arena in a cool way because it has the water, which makes you jump higher. Mm-hmm. Um, but, that's it. <laughs> they don't do much else interesting. Most of his attacks are really slow and telegraphed and, and easy to avoid. Uh, and then he just does... He just kind of moves around. Mm-hmm. It's kind of his whole shtick. Uh, so yeah, I wish there was a bit more to him. Uh, I will say that when I got to the boss rush, and it, I was like, "Oh, am I gonna fight? Have to fight every boss in a row? I might just quit the game right now because it seems like this is gonna take a long
1: time." <laughs> but I ended uh, up—you were concerned about the length of time it would take. <laughs> It's—I know it's so unlike me <laughs> to be concerned right, about that. I have a note that like when I got to it, it seemed like I think kind of like the levels, like it would be like stupidly hard yeah to do but it actually isn't like it's like it's it ends up being like really manageable
0: yeah that was baked into my concern about the time is yeah, if I died really I'd hard. have to go back through it again yeah uh and I ended up, it ended up being like one of my favorite parts yeah
1: it, it re- works really well mm-hmm
0: also uh to drive home the point that I never thought to dig up mole night mm-hmm. at the end in order to pull them up from the ledge you, you dig them yeah. and it took me like a whole minute <laughs> of me trying, I was like I pressed like all the buttons I was yeah, like it's cuz you do only cuz you, get, do this you thing? only pogoed yeah it's i didn't never do the remember dig to ever. dig
1: yeah I, one thing I really like, and it's just a little detail, is that in, on the like after you beat a boss, you had like the screen where you're at the campfire. Mm-hmm. Like after you wake up, you can dig up the campfire. Yeah, which is a, a detail that I like.
0: As and also a detail that Smokey the Bear likes. Yeah,
1: put it out, put it out. I don't. That's that's Smokey <laughs> yeah. the Bear's catchphrase. That's his new 2022 <laughs> catchphrase.
0: Hey, people don't have fucking time, <laughs> yeah. to be told that they're the only ones who can prevent. Yeah, fortifieds. everyone knows
1: that. Now you just got to tell him, dig it up, dig it up, put
0: it out. <laughs> it's set to that one Taylor Swift song. Oh, shake it off, shake it off, yeah, dig
1: it up. I'm surprised I actually knew that. I'm, I am as well. Um, now before we get to the final boss, sure. Um, I wanted to talk about the town. Yes. Um, because, like. You said that um the the bosses are like the master stroke for you. Like for me, I think that the the town and those like other little like supplemental mechanics that revolve around that are like the Bob Ross like happy little trees <laughs> um you know, element of the painting that is Shuffle Knight. Because like it it's fairly simple on paper, but like I feel like it adds so much, mm-hmm. especially to like this kind of game, um, to like a platformer. Where at least somebody like me, it can get like a little old where it's just like doing levels on a map. Um, Like I like that it gives it a little bit more of a sense of place. Like I just really appreciate those kinds of details. And I think um, that uh, the town really delivers for me. Like it, it makes it like a much more memorable game, I think. Like I think it carries more weight in the enjoyability of the game than you'd probably realize. Or at least it does for me.
0: I would mostly agree with that, I think.
1: Um I wanna
0: say like if I if I had any complaint and this isn't a complaint, it's more just me saying it for the sake of saying it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. it did take you did have to walk through that town, uh, all the way. And I really wish that I could just jump to the map. Uh <laughs> Yeah, all the way through town. <laughs> yeah, got past through the three kid, screens. The kid with the hoop, I'm like, all right, I get it. I've seen him. I did all the stuff here. Let me go. Uh, but I agree. I think the town is absolutely great. It's one of those things where it's like, when you're making a game like this that has a bunch of characters in it, mm-hmm. and you spend a lot of time on the character design, and you want people to like the characters. Um, if you talk to people... Who I've never done this, Mm -hmm. so I can't really say it. If you see people talking about Shovel Knight on the internet, they will often have favorite characters or will post with an avatar of a character from Shovel Knight or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you don't get that unless the characters actually have personality. And the town allows that to be a thing. Mm -hmm. Characters talk about the other knights and about the Order of No Quarter. And how things used to be, and people have dialogue. And there's a guy who sells you food vouchers, Mm -hmm. and you're like, What's his deal? I don't know. (laughs) You mean a goat? (laughs) Yeah, but you do know that he is a goat, and that there is a thing, and you could talk to him and get shit from him, Uh, and it makes you endeared to him for that. Like, Mm -hmm. they all, a lot of them have a mechanical purpose to give you hints. And it draws you towards the characters, and it is a good idea if, when you're making the game, you want people to actually like the characters inside of it. Yeah. It makes Shovel Knight
1: less of a mechanics-only experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I like that there's just enough, like, little things in there, too. Like, there's a couple of, like, music notes hidden there, um, and then, like, down in the basement... Um, you walk past all, like, the dancing ladies. There's, like, a secret wall that you can go in, and there's, like, a little mini game to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just enough little things, like, that make it feel like, yeah, like I said, just gives it a sense of place and feels like there's stuff to do there, like a reason to go back to it. Um, so, yeah, I just think well done for what it is. Like, it uh, it really, uh, yeah, yeah it just carries its own weight, I think, for the game's quality.
0: Yeah. The little minigame thing, and then in the second town... uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, underneath the, like,
1: upgrade airship. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, I was going to mention the airship as being, like, the thing. Um, But the fact that the towns have, like, secrets is a big thing. There's a boss that you can fight that isn't, like, telegraphed. If you pay all of the people in the hat shop... 1,000 gold each, mm. uh, they all ask you for money, and you can either accept or refuse. If you give them all money, they all leave the shop, and then the guy tries to take your helmet, uh, because he's such a big hat fan,
1: mm. and,
0: so, and he just becomes a boss. You fight the boss. It's really easy. At least it's really easy when you're most of the way through the game, <laughs> uh-huh. and we're like 3,000 gold. I don't need it. Uh, then afterward he gives you even more gold than you would have spent and hangs out on the top of the little sign and then you can get up to that and then he gives you like an additional uh, okay
1: item. yeah i didn't actually do that like yeah. i feel like i went in there i was like give them money like what the fuck exactly yeah. and i <laughs> it would help i think there's like a little bit of a justification even if it was a jokey one for why you would want to give everyone in the shop money yeah <laughs> It is really weird. Uh, And the only reason that
0: I ever went back there is because I got to the last level and went back to, like, spend gold and be Mm. like, can can I upgrade any further than I am now before going to the final level? And no. I I had bought everything that I could possibly buy. And so I took the excess gold and just gave it to those people (laughs) and didn't expect a boss fight. And it was a cool surprise. That is cool. Uh, so, I like that. I like that there are secrets in the town. It makes it feel uh, even more... It Where I think that its strength is that it pulls a little bit of the uh, focus off of mechanics and puts it into this
1: world building that they've done. Yeah. It's borrowing that little bit from, like, Zelda 2, which is, like, an RPG. Yeah. Which gives you, like, a town. Uh, yeah. like um And, like, there's, like, the guy with the apple costume uh-huh. that tells you about, like, the apple whale or whatever. Uh, that thing is and it's just like it's cool that like a npc in the town tells you about that and then you can like go to it and it's like its own unique area
0: yeah did you ever use those boons no me neither that feels like such a classic thing to play a game like this and then have an
1: ability and go like fuck it (laughs)
0: i'm not gonna use it
1: yeah once i use it it's gone (laughs) The classic, like, I can't use any antidotes or ethers or whatever, because I might run out.
0: Uh, but yeah, I would love to see the statistics on that. I think the problem is it doesn't show up in the wheel, like when you're yeah. cycling through. You have to use it from the menu. It's like, I'm not going to press the pause <laughs> yeah. button.
1: Well, you just forget
0: about it. Yeah. That way. I only ever remembered it every time I fished up one of those things,
1: mm. and they were like, let's give you, oh, wait, sorry, you already got one. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we did, I think, kind of mention this earlier, um, but I did kind of want to talk about the corpse running for gold's mechanic and, like, the breaking of the the checkpoints, which I guess we already covered, uh, but I was thinking we only kind of mentioned it. But, oh, we'll lump it in. But um, those are the two things that it feels like are like new, like like fully new things that this brings to the table that aren't lifted directly from a specific NES game source. Yeah, um, yeah, that feel like the like part of those like more modern elements, um, and I think it works really well here. Um, I, I like the um, the corpse running idea especially because it's thematically appropriate and it isn't just like the Dark Souls like rip off thing where it's like. <laughs> um, specifically, like, losing, like, a current. Well, I guess it is losing a currency. It's, like... It doesn't feel like losing, like, progress. Like, or, like, you know, like... That's how you level up in Dark Souls. And it's, like... It's l- more... uh It's, like, it's simpler. Like, which fits this style of game. Like, it, they took a mechanic that I think... Could have felt like it was forced in there. Mm-hmm. And I think made it work.
0: Yeah. It's something that... When you're making a platformer now... Like, in the modern era, you basically are tasked... Your first job is to come up with a, like, a fail state, a punishment for dying that doesn't mean having lives and continues. Mm -hmm. Because apparently we've just... And I say apparently because I feel like a lot of people agree with this. I do as well. Mm -hmm. We have moved beyond lives and continues. It's too old Mm -hmm. and is... Usually pointless. Normally, it doesn't mean anything when you have yeah. lives and continues. Um, so this is a a very good way of of making the fail state, and it's one of those things where, like at the last level, it's very freeing when you lose like two gold and are like, don't need to go get it. I can just fly by it because. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one. It's one of those things where early in the game, it's really interesting to have to go back and get your shit mm-hmm. because sometimes it goes into some mm-hmm. wacky locations. Uh, but then late game, or like at the end of a level, or at the very beginning of a level, mm-hmm. you can like freely go buy it without caring because yeah. you're not losing much.
1: Yeah, and it's it's clever that I, the bags have little wings on them, so it involves platforming to get them back.
0: Yeah, though I will say. I kind of wish that there was a failsafe to prevent them from showing up in impossible-to-obtain well, locations. I was
1: thinking a cool thing to do would be make them so you can pogo off them. That would be cool, yeah. Grab to collect them, them. yeah. Because you can hit them with a the swipe and it grabs them. But mm-hmm. you can't actually, they don't have hit detection where you can bounce off of them. Yeah,
0: you just plummet to your death.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. So if they float over like a bottomless pit... You can actually get them.
0: Also, what a cool speed-running mechanic if you So could, you like, die on purpose. And put it in a place where you could, like, somehow. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be neat. The, yeah Club Games. <laughs> yeah. And get also, <laughs> every single other game
1: developer. We got all the ideas. We got the cereal, the Netflix idea, <laughs> the, for, the ideas for Shovel Knight 2, even.
0: Yeah, Club Games. Have you guys, <laughs> wait, have you guys heard about Netflix? <laughs> We had an
1: idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> They've just been so busy working on Shovel Knight, they yeah. missed Netflix. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Castlevania's got
0: an anime. That's true. Shovel Knight could have an anime. It's got <laughs> Castlevania mechanics. God, a Shovel Knight
1: anime that has like the same art style as the Castlevania <laughs> anime would be really funny.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking about, like, fucking Shovel Knight's big blue stupid head, like, half inch. But, like, on like, a
1: regularly proportioned man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be extremely good, yeah? Uh, but Yeah, I like Corpse Running, except when it reminded me of how bad I was doing. Sure, sure. That'd be the one when it was like, you got, go back and get your eight gold. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> so I talk about that final level then sure uh, well it was hard uh, but it wasn't to me to my taste mm-hmm. I didn't think that the either of the last two levels were frustratingly hard except for the part with that stupid statue Uh just uh-huh. that statue I hate that statue Um Otherwise, I thought they were actually pretty well uh, designed. It was a nice combination of all of the other mechanics. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt actually good in a way that I feel like I see these games that have like a different mechanic for every level. It feels like they're spread way too thin. The fact that this game only has like eight levels mm-hmm. prior to this makes it, it not feel overstuffed. Yeah. Uh, and it, it does actually feel pretty good.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't try to make the final level, like, too long. Mm-hmm. I think that's another mistake other games make, is they try to make it, like, oh, the super fucking hard gauntlet <laughs> of death.
0: Yeah, this has, like, an appropriate number of checkpoints. Yeah, like,
1: it uses all of the mechanics, and then
0: it moves on. Yep. <laughs> and then to the the actual final level, I did find annoying, but it was just that part where the, blo- the blocks show up
1: oh yeah i was like sweating like <laughs> when is it gonna See, be like i didn't think jump that was fucker. too bad <laughs> yeah it was just like the one part right at the very end where you jump to the one block that doesn't show up till after you jump like i died to that the first time and then after that it was fine yeah same it was still lame but
0: except i was nervous that sure. it was gonna do it again <laughs> sure uh but anyway, other than that i thought yeah the last level was cool Um. Uh, and the super last level is also cool. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the final boss
1: and also the final final boss? Uh I like them both. Um I think the final boss um was it was cool that it was like a boss in a platforming game where like the floor could disappear under you. Like mm-hmm. it, you didn't necessarily have to end up doing a, like platforming to deal with that, but I just thought it it was cool that like it involved the fact that, like, you had, like, mobility and you're jumping around and, like, you had to watch about pogoing because you might just plummet to your death. Um, so I thought you had to, like, consider your move set, I think, to a degree that I liked. Um, and you were able to make good use of the sub weapons against her, too. Like, I don't know. It just felt just felt good. Yeah. It was hard, uh, but not, like, like, frustratingly hard or anything.
0: Yeah, I think the first phase is actually just super good yeah Uh, i have a clip that i saved Uh of uh me jump doing a jump and then her blasting the rocks out underneath of me Mm. in exactly a flawless recreation of my jump arc so when i innocuously (laughs) jumped i just plummeted immediately Uh to my death (laughs) which i thought was extremely funny uh and a very good use of of the boss just knowing where i was gonna be Uh uh-huh um (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, I, I really enjoyed that first phase. The second phase, I was very medium on. Though I like
1: the 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 idea of it, yeah. and the spectacle of it. I also yeah liked it thematically, but felt like there was something about it I wasn't understanding. Because mm-hmm. like it, the way like the cutscene, it feels like it implies like not that it's gonna be a victory lap, but like the fact that like Shield Knight and Shovel Knight are together. Mm-hmm. Means, like, they'll, like, I don't know, like, they will be, like, they'll have the upper hand or something. And she was, like, stick by me. And and I was, like, trying to, like, jump along with her but still getting hit yeah. a bunch. And it was just, like, it it took me a weirdly long time to realize I was supposed to pogo off of her shield. I thought she was holding it up as a platform. I was just supposed to jump on it. Ah, uh, right. um So, yeah, like, it wasn't the easiest to read for me. Uh, in a way that did kind of kill the momentum a bit.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, well, I thought I was 100% positive that the that it was just a phase two and that I was going to have to do the first phase again.
1: Oh, yeah. No, if you die, it lets you... Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was very happy to find out that yeah, wasn't the case. Same.
0: But also at the same time, I feel like it almost kind of sucks the air out of that out of the second phase because it is like... The first phase isn't as hard as it could have been. I, I will say. I thought it was pretty hard. It's tough, but it isn't the hardest boss. I feel like you disagree. Yeah, I thought it was the hardest boss. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't fight that chain swinging guy though. So. That's
0: true. That guy was pretty cool and rough. Um, but I like the first phase. But then you drop into the second phase, and I was like, oh boy, like mm-hmm. you got a whole other fucking thing to do here. But yeah, I agree. She goes like, "Follow, stick by me," and so I did, and it didn't help. And I was like, "That apparently was not advice I was supposed to take."
1: (laughs) If you stayed, if if you could manage to like fucking read, like, call where she was gonna go, and like Mm -hmm. you didn't jump too high, it would kind of work. Sometimes it was really difficult. (laughs) Like, I don't know if they expected you to actually try. And stay like behind her or whatever. Right.
0: Yeah. I my assumption was that she was going to block the projectiles yeah. because she's called Shield Knight, but she doesn't. She only blocks the ones yeah, that she like shoots them in a yeah yeah like when a... she's in position for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and otherwise, I I don't know. I like the second phase well enough. I think that my biggest problem, like as far as mechanically, uh, the the fucking. Double helix attack mm. where the single ball or the two balls move in an arc and cross. Yeah. For whatever reason, I have literally no hope of dodging. My goal when they did that was to move to the opposite side of the arena and just hope that they didn't come far enough
1: to yeah, hit me. Yeah, I found that if you stood at all the way at the edge of the screen, they couldn't hit you, mm-hmm. so yeah. That was, like, the only way that I was able to avoid damage. I don't know
0: why. It seems like it's such an easy pattern, but mm-hmm. I would, like, be in a safe space and then jump into them. I
1: think it's because Shield Knight is, uh, like, distracting you. It might like, be that. At least for me. Let's like us blame I kept, like, Shield Knight. I kept, like, wanting to, like, watch what she was doing Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) it was it was an it was
0: an odd fight it ended up being really interesting i think in the end Mm -hmm. but it uh (laughs) i don't know it was something about it just felt very clunky and awkward
1: yeah it felt off i thought so i'm glad it wasn't just me no
0: certainly was not
1: it felt like the kind of thing where i would like look it up like like you know like Watch other people do like a blind playthrough and they'll get it right away or something, (laughs) and that would feel stupid. (laughs) Like,
0: oh, stick by me. I get it. I'll go somewhere else (laughs) and then come back when you do the move. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I hope somebody, either a very good Shovel Knight player. Or just straight up a developer. Yeah, it's, it's like, you're actually this. supposed to do this. Yeah. yeah. But... <laughs> I want that comment. Yeah. I want a comment that says, like, this is exactly how you do the fight. You are stupid. Yeah. Because <laughs> then, then we would at least know that there is a way. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't just random yeah. movement. And where there's a whip. There's a way. Uh Before we go, mm-hmm. uh, do we want to talk about... Uh, a couple of things, weird things, that Shovel Knight now is, in addition to Shovel Knight, the video game. Sure. Um, the, since this game came out, it released the multiple DLC packs that are their own little miniature versions of
1: Shovel Knight. Uh, where, I think, are I think two I, or three? I don't think they're even miniature. They're just like full other yeah, games? Yeah, basically. Like I think Plague Knight, there are three. I think Plague Knights is the same levels as the regular campaign, but you play as a different character. Right. And, like, with more complicated movement that's, like, harder to master. Uh, So there's that. And then they did Specter Knight, which had um, other, like, cool movement mechanics. Like, he could run on walls, and he could kind of, like, do an Ori thing where he could, like, slash through things in the environment and, like, boost off of them. Right. And they designed new levels for him. And then I think the idea was that, like, King Knight was going to use those levels, too. And don't quote me on this, but I think they may have just ended up making new levels for him as well. And he controls more like Wario, where he does, like, a shoulder Shoulder bash, and then he can do, like, the spin thing, like, from uh, uh, Super Mario World. But you can only do it after you do a bash. So you have to bash into a thing, and then you can spin on it. Um, So, yeah, there's just three... Additional campaigns that they've made, yeah, <laughs> for uh, for Shovel Knight,
0: and to me that's so insane. Like uh, that, it's it's strange, not strange necessarily, because a lot of developers will like make a game and then iterate on it, and like indie developers, yeah, and... milk
1: that cow, <laughs> yeah. get money, get paid, yacht club.
0: Well, that's the thing that surprises me because I feel like a lot of times when this happens, it is a Developer makes a game that doesn't hit mm. and they iterate on it and make it better, and then they make fucking like Momodoro River under the moonlight, mm. which is the fourth game in that franchise. Uh, and like chip Challenge 2, obviously, uh-huh. big hit. Chip, nobody liked chip Challenge. Uh, I, I feel like you see that kind of thing, but Shovel Knight wasn't was an instant fucking classic, everybody loved it. Uh-huh. Uh, and then they just made more Shovel Knight games. Uh, to the point where, like, it just is synonymous with Yacht Club at this point. Like, they don't do other stuff.
1: Yeah, I I, I also had thoughts on this. Like, it it feels like it makes sense to me in the sense that it's, like, was funded by Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I'm sure that's, like, stressful to, like, you know, like, put all your chips on that (laughs) and then, like, try and make a game. And I think, like they yeah they got successful with shovel knight so they just want to ride that wave mm. they want to like get their yacht out on those waves nice um and uh so it makes sense to me that they would just want to keep putting out shovel knight content but it does feel a little bit weird cuz it's been so long like 2014 i think is yeah. when it came out initially like i would like to see them do something else like do another ip or or a sequel like a like a full sequel or something yeah upgrade it to snes graphics (laughs) i get no that would be cool
0: i I totally agree with that i think it would be very neat to see them move on and take maybe the same design philosophy Mm -hmm. but apply it to something else like either a different genre or just a different type of game within the same genre yeah something new i think that that desire is what is
1: sparking this like
0: Please move on from Shovel Knight yeah, yeah. No, sort of, like, yeah. message that I have. Because
1: this game was really good, yeah, and you want to see, like, what else they might have in the tank. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: also, it's neat, the number of options that are in the game. There's a ton of shit you can do from, like, making little tweaks to how the game looks, uh, and, like, the body swap option for Shovel Knight and, and Shield Knight. Yeah. Um, Just, like, neat little things they added. I think this is what... This is, to follow on from the previous conversation, what happens when you develop the same game for eight years is that you can eventually make the version of that game that just works the best for everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that was cool to see. Do we have... Stanley
1: Yelnat's thoughts? (laughs) That is, like, the biggest reach you've made... Ever. Uh, yeah. I don't know
0: why that was the first thing that came to mind. It actually makes no sense. Uh do well it makes sense. Yeah. Think
1: about it. It's a, very spe- it's a specific reference. I think like people in our age group had to read that in school and will get it, but if you go five years in either direction, who knows?
0: Uh okay, let me try one more time. The
1: reference was to holes. Yeah, for anybody who's <laughs> unaware. The novel. Mm-hmm. Uh do we-
0: <laughs> Madam Cerrone thoughts. <laughs> Wait, hold on.
1: Do we have Kissin' Kate Barlow <laughs> Are your thoughts gonna take refuge on God's thumb and drink sploosh and eat onions with the yellow spotted lizards? Well, my and Kate Barlow thoughts are... <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh boop uh do we have... i don't know shit about digging as it turns out
1: Mm-hmm. do we have fire rod
0: thoughts
1: sure right. i have no suggestions either so <laughs> uh my fire rod thoughts are uh this has been on my backlog for a long time. Um, it's something I tried to play in conjunction with the podcast. I thought, oh, it's short. Uh-huh. You know, and everyone, like, I feel like there's lots of, like, YouTube videos talking about this game. It's an indie darling. People like it. Um, but, I was never quite able to make time for it. Um, things, you know, just get in the way, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, glad to finally come back to it, though. Um, I feel like... It it really does nail that nostalgic feeling. Um, like, the NES was, like, I got a hand-me-down NES as my first console as a kid. So I did play a lot of Mega Man 5, uh, mm-hmm, yeah. and like Super Mario Brothers and, like, Kid Icarus and a handful of other things that I liked. Um, and Zelda 2, weirdly. We got Zelda 1, or not Zelda 1 given to us, but Zelda 2. Right. Um, and it was always off-putting and weird, but... Um, <laughs> Very super mega hard mm-hmm. uh, to uh, like a seven year old, but um, yeah, and, and this really nails it. Like it really gives me those feelings, and I think um we touched on it so early. Um, and I think one of the things it does at the most is music. It Really can elicit like an emotional response for you uh, and trigger those memories. Um, yeah, and Shovel Knight really nails that. Um, and it does really it does really feel like that best of hits of the NES, where like it takes a lot of the cool things, and like puts them together and, uh, you know, and, like, frames it around that, like, town, which I think adds a lot and makes it feel like its own little world. Um, it has a lot of charm. Um, and, I don't know, it just works. Like, and it's it's short. Like, it, it feels like it, it really hits, like, a sweet spot for, like, how long it is, how hard it is. Like, it really delivers, um, like, I think just the right amount um, for the kind of game it is and it's like yeah it's just a pleasant experience like it's why i think it's sold so well and why they've been able to keep working on it cuz it's just like an appealing uh game they just i think they nailed it and i would really be curious to see what they might do next if they make other stuff so yeah good experience liked it had a had, had a fun time
0: had a fun time fun time thoughts yeah
1: uh <laughs> i uh...
0: I don't know. I do not know uh, it, how much and to what degree I liked this game. I really liked looking at this game and listening to this game. Uh, everything about the presentation of this is polished to a degree that I don't think I've ever applied to anything in my own life, ever. <laughs> uh, it is... <laughs> I like that honesty. It is. It seems like it was really slaved over and everything uh just sounds and looks incredible um and that is like the my favorite thing about this um and i think to some extent a large reason for the game's success um i really enjoyed the boss fights in this game uh i think the mechanics are really not the opposite of unique they're all reused but in a very clever and cool way um And I think that's kind of where I draw the line. Playing this game was not really a joy to me necessarily, but it wasn't bad. Uh, And so it, it feels like an extremely pretty package that also has substance, but it's just like substance that I'm not a big fan of. It's like if you gave me, I don't know, what's the thing I don't like? If you gave me a tomato that looked really good. I'd be like, damn, that's a good-looking tomato, but I don't really want to eat it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about where I'm at with Shell and I. It's like a really
1: good-looking tomato. Like a fried green <laughs> tomato? Uh, Where's <laughs> AJ? I got a good food metaphor here. <laughs> yeah.
0: We need him to workshop that yeah. one. Make
1: it a little bit better. Um... If it wasn't late, I might suggest that we actually call him. <laughs> but... We'll Ala- ha- alas
0: yeah we'll have him guest somewhere yeah uh,
1: thank you for listening to No Clip this week what are we talking about next time motherfucker <laughs> very aggressively
0: <laughs> next time we're going to be talking about elden ring uh and no one was surprised yeah well maybe they're surprised because this is probably the Soonest from release to our episode ever. We can run through the list it's, later. In fact, it's probably it. true. But yeah, it'll be less than one month from release, which mm-hmm. is we I mean, we've done the like follow-on shit, like where we did the Tony Hawk one right before the
1: remakes right came I was out. thinking like Kingdom Hearts Three we did soon after it came out but that episode i think it did get delayed but i think we recorded it though anyway this doesn't matter
0: it's possible
1: i don't know it (laughs) matters to someone
0: me maybe i don't know uh Uh, maybe it matters to no one uh uh, but you know what Ring is it's like dark souls uh come back for that And until that time, you can get a hold of us. All of our contact information is on our website at NoClipPodcast.com. There you can find links to our Twitter, our email address, uh, the YouTube, where we post all of our old episodes, including episodes on, I've mentioned it multiple times in this one, Momodora, Mm.
1: uh, which was just a couple months ago, so you wouldn't have to go that far back. Celeste. Celeste. It's a good episode. Don't do a lot of platformers, actually. No. It's that lingering JJ influence.
0: Well, we don't do a lot of, like, this kind of platformer. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I am kind of a 2D platformer naysayer. Yeah.
0: If you want to hear us talk about, like, a 3D platformer, Mm -hmm. uh, you can listen to Odyssey or you can come back next time for Elden Ring. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. A Hat in Time. A Hat in Time. Uh, Those are are all games we've covered. Mm -hmm. We've covered more platformers, I would say, than, like. True. We've been. Not very many 2D. Yeah.
1: Super Mario 3D World <laughs> Super Mario Sunshine <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> Dig up that like button. Yeah. Dig dig up uh pogo off of the like button to
0: the ring that bell. Dig up some old shuffle knight memes and post them in the comments.
1: <laughs> Which of the knights is your waifu? <laughs> And why is it king (laughs) now? It's probably just these shitty cords. That's probably what it is. Uh, It sounds
0: better now also, so it's probably good.
1: Got to replace those.
0: How are we going to afford that?
1: (laughs) How are we going to (laughs) afford these eight dollar <laughs> for it, sir so it's, it's not, probably even cheaper than that
0: it's not in the budget all right
1: <laughs> but please go to our patreon uh, yeah patreon.com slash
0: <laughs> please get no clues so have yeah we, go
1: we go don't go have very many go fans go. So you're gonna have to donate a five hundred dollars <laughs> per person each yeah
0: that's the only available <laughs> tier level